Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello. Glad you could join us again today. We're continuing our topic of the spiritual dynamics of government. And our text right now is 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5, and we'll read that in just a moment. But yesterday we talked about how that the, the pulling down of strongholds, which this passage tells us we are supposed to do. It's not talking about changing principalities and powers or spiritual hosts in heavenly places. It's talking about something else. And today we're going to begin to dive into that. And ultimately we will see how this feeds into government and government's role through this because ultimately God is wanting to build strongholds in this earth that promotes his kingdom and that can help influence people toward him. On the flip side, Satan and his structure, the spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, the rulers of the darkness of this world, the powers, the principalities, he is through them trying to build strongholds within culture. Strongholds are in individuals, and individuals can be set free. But his primary objective is to build them within cultures, if you would, to build them within a nation, which is why he offered Jesus the kingdoms of this world and their glory if he had bowed down and worshipped him. Because the control of the governments is control over the majority of the people within a nation. It, the government influences how the majority lives, functions, and operates. The extremes on that bell curve, going to obey God no matter what, going to live for the devil no matter what. Majority tend to move with the culture and with what the government says is okay, which is why having influence in government is a tremendous spiritual dynamic that Satan offered to Jesus. Jesus understood it. That's why it was a temptation to him because he wants to win everyone to him. He died for the whole world. He wants all people to come to him and be saved. Having influence in government increases how many people will do that. Satan having influence decreases the number of people that will do that. That's why it's imp important that we as Christians get engaged in government. Now let's go ahead and read this text. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Now he begins to identify what those are. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now, I want to take this backwards. If you would, he's telling us to tear them down. 
And if you would, the, the top level is, is the arguments slash imaginations. We'll say more about that later. The things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. And the beginning level, the entry point, is thoughts not brought into captivity to Christ. So let's look at that. The way a stronghold gets built is initially that thought not being taken captive. Now, with this, I want to read uh, about Eve's temptation, if you would, because we see this pattern here. It starts with a thought that is wrong that is entertained. That's where a stronghold begins. Genesis 3.1 says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Did God really say that? Now, here's the thing to understand. We don't hear about this too much. But if you look in Genesis 2, the only human being on the earth when God said, Don't eat of that tree was Adam. Eve had not been made yet. The implication here in this passage in Genesis 3.1 is that Adam told Eve. Adam told Eve, God said, don't eat of that tree. Don't eat that one. Don't, don't, don't take the fruit of it. And I'll, I'll propose this. Possibility exists based on what is said here that Adam said, don't eat it. Matter of fact, just don't even touch it. Eve did not get her information directly from God. She got it from Adam. And so when Satan asked her, has God indeed said? Did you really hear him say it? And at that point, she didn't hear him say it. Adam told her. And Adam was standing right there. He, he should have stepped in and helped out in the situation. But you see, here's why the New Testament tells us that Eve was not in sin because she was deceived. Why? Because she didn't have personal knowledge of this. She didn't. And if you would, at this point, she moved into a place of doubt. And that opened her up to Satan deceiving her. Adam could have stepped in and ran the the serpent off because it was his job to protect his wife, to protect his family, to protect the garden, to protect the planet. It was his job to do that, and he stood there and did nothing. Now, with this, that's where the stronghold begins, is with this thought that's entertained. Huh, well, you know, I, I don't really know. And here's her response, verse 2. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Well, if you look in Genesis chapter 2, God didn't say you can't touch it. Matter of fact, he told him to tend, to cultivate the garden. If you're going to cultivate it, then you're going to have to touch it. But again, it appears that possibly, I can't say definitively, but possibly 
Adam, when he transferred this information that he had gotten from God to Eve, he said, don't eat it. Just, just don't even touch it, Eve. Just, just don't touch it. Now, I can't see a man doing something like that. <laughs> no, we all can. Uh, but th that, was, that was the information that she was functioning off of. The serpent presented something that caused her to doubt. And it caused her to entertain a thought contrary to what God had said. You see, in our culture, let me go back in time a little bit. Uh, we'll just say this. We'll, we'll, we'll start in the 60s. And I, I want you to see how a, a stronghold has been built in culture. Because again, strongholds are in individuals. But Satan's primary design is to build strongholds in culture. Because if you can build it into the culture, then you just don't get one here and one there. You get the masses. You influence many people. And you see today, you know, we're dealing with situations where, you know, school boards are approving uh, bathrooms that are unisex for, you know, middle schoolers to go into boys and girls to stand in line together. And there's all kinds of problems uh, going down that path. But people are approving it, are good with it, are okay with it. Uh, today, you know, I, I know I've heard the number 73 in regard to the number of genders there are. I have been told it's now identified up to like 120 or 130 genders. Well, I, I don't... I don't know what all you would, I don't see how there could be that many. But in our world today, where everybody has their own truth, you know, a lot of people are just trying to come up with something unique and different. But we didn't get here to this place overnight. It started with a thought being entertained, a thought not being taken captive. If you would, in the 60s, if there was a, a singular phrase that you could say identified the 60s, it would be, if it feels good, do it. That was a phrase that uh, was there a lot. And, and it was the, that fundamental concept, that fundamental principle, if it feels good, do it. Later on, you had songs coming out. You know, how can this be wrong if it feels so right? So on and so forth. Back to that concept. If it feels good, do it. If you would, that was the thought that Satan was using within our culture to eventually build a stronghold to where there's a hundred and some genders, same-sex marriage, <laughs> Uh, people agreeing with uh, uh, unisex bathrooms for middle schoolers, so forth. We didn't get there overnight. It started with this thought that did not get taken captive. And then it moved from there. It moved from there. It grew from there. But that's the, that's the first element. But you see, now, I want you to understand something as well. 
that not only does Satan seek to build a stronghold, so does God. And see, this is something we have to understand as believers. See, the, the founding fathers that were believers, not all of them were, but the majority were, the founding fathers understood, and many people of that time period understood that if you're going to have a nation that follows God, education is extremely important. Proper education is extremely important. And if you go back to the founding of Harvard, Yale, Princeton, you see those people of that day built strongholds in education. And each of those schools were dedicated basically to the gospel of Jesus Christ and the proclamation of that gospel. You see, they understood that you had to create an institutional framework so that people would continue to live for God. There, there had to be that. You, didn't, you don't take away the liberty. You don't take away the choice. But you provide access to things that helps create that. Satan's doing the same thing today. He has attacked education because he's endeavoring to build the strongholds and to institutionalize it into our culture through education. But you see, David, when he became king, went throughout Israel and he built fortifications. He built strongholds. See, we as believers, not only do we need to tear down strongholds, we need to build strongholds. We need to give access to people to stay in a place of freedom and victory. God bless you. See you tomorrow. You've been listening to Ecclesia Principles with Ray Eppard. Follow us on YouTube and Facebook on our Ray Eppard pages. This program was brought to you by Victory Worship Center and World Outreach. Services Sunday, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, 200 Hammond Lane, Stanton, Virginia. To everything, there is a season, a time to plant and a time to harvest. Ecclesiastes 312. Augustus Seed is an independent, family-owned and operated seed company located in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. They provide quality seed, first-class genetics, and affordable prices. Get your seed and start planting today. Contact Augustus Seed online at AugustusSeed.com.